Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode... Balancing act between being fun... And direct, like Darren. That's not true. <laughs> I'm the fun one. Hey, th- today's episode is uh, came up because of our daughter, Madeline. Yes, Madeline and I were talking the other day about different parenting styles and some of her friends and just in general, we were talking about parents and the things they do and and uh you know some parents are super strict and serious yep um why are you looking at me i didn't i'm looking at the camera i'm definitely not looking (laughs) at you i think you were looking at me because i'm more strict i'm it depends you're not more strict on everything no no but you're most definitely the kids would say you're the fun one yes they would say that for sure um, but yeah, so Mal and I were talking about that, um, and then you know where instances where the parents are too lax, like oh, whatever you feel, and la la la, like there there's no consequences to anything. So we were saying, so I said, you can have it all, you can be fun, you can be strict, you can be organized, you can be emotional. I've, so I said, you can have it all, and she goes. You should do a podcast on that. So that's what we're, our podcast is: is that we're you can have it all. It doesn't. We're not saying we have it all. No, no, not at all. What we're saying is you can try and have it all. Um, you can at least try and have a balance of it all. I like that, that better sense. than having it all. Yeah, you can't really have it all because it just that's just not the way life works. But you can definitely work on the balance of it all. But it's hard. It, it is hard. And I want to bring up the balance at the beginning of our marriage was off. For sure. For example, the first time you met the kids, you decided to do an obstacle course with the kids at the playground. Right. What was wrong with that? We were at a playground. I know. You were 40-something years old running around on the jungle gym. I couldn't do it. I can't fit through some of the things that you could. You could have totally done it. You didn't want to do it. Old. <laughs> You didn't want to do it because that is not in your nature. That's not in my nature. And we actually talked about this. You, you taught me that, hey, you need to play with your kids. Yes. And I said, well, I did with my older ones, but the younger ones <laughs> didn't get to play with me as much. Because? Because I'm older. Because you're too tired? I don't know. I just felt like I was more of an adult. It makes me boring, I guess. Hmm. No. I think a lot of parents feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but... I just know that uh, it is, I feel that it is very important for your kids to see their parents be silly, be, you know, having fun, you know, listening to music. Just, I think it's very important for your kids to see that side of you. And you know what? Maybe some people don't have that side. You got to work on that. You need to have at least a little bit of that side. Like there's got to be some times where you're just a little silly. You know, this whole thing, when we started talking about the first thing that came to my mind was Footloose, the movie. <laughs> yeah, the why? The original one. Why? Because I loved it when, 
what was his name? The main actor, Kevin Bacon's Ren. Was his Ren. name Ren? Yeah, Ren. He comes into the preacher to the city council. They're talking about having a dance, and he comes in quoting scripture, Ecclesiastes. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to dance. A time to sing. Time, you know. There's a time for everything. And when we first started talking about this, I thought, yeah, there is. There's a time to have fun, and a time to be serious. Um. And I think we do a pretty good job of balancing that. Sometimes it's off a little bit, but sometimes it is off because our kids um, take it too far. The kids at home, they oh, because these three kids that we're raising, like they, they've grown up together. Yes, they've grown up together. But I mean, they're they're probably sillier than the older kids. Um, at least, at least your older kids. My older kids might have been just as silly because their dad was silly and I was silly. So, but we were a little. I was a little were, more serious. You were a little more serious. Yeah. But these kids at home, they're silly, and sometimes they don't even know <laughs> when they they go too far. Like the other night. The other night, yes. When you were trying to teach a lesson to the kids about something, I can't even remember what it was about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. But matter. it was something serious. It's something serious, and you were trying to get your point across, and they were just making jokes the whole they, time. It, there was no having it. Yeah. And which is really kind of funny because normally, I'm the one trying to teach the serious or have a serious discussion, and you're the one making jokes with the kids. Yes, but I, I, I feel like I know when I know I know that there's a line, and I feel like I know. Okay, we're getting close to that line. Let's let's bring it back. But kids. Don't always know. And so, and they look at me and they're like, but you were just being silly and having fun. But I'm an adult. I know when to pull that line back. They're not quite there yet that they know when to pull back. So that, that one's a hard one, right? Because it's that's fine balance that the kids don't understand. So, so we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be silly at all. That's what I, that's, I'm supposed to show them, hey, this is a serious topic. Stop goofing off. Because, you know. I think you lost that a long time ago. You lost that battle. I lost that when I married you. A long time ago. No, when you first married me, you still tried to hold on to it. But I just feel like, like I was even talking to the kids about this the other day. About when, say, we, when we read scriptures. And now you may think that that is a time where you're supposed to be super serious. And we are, I mean, it always starts off serious, right? We're reading scriptures. But then, you know, we might, something silly might be said and oh, and then it gets, you know, completely unserious. And they were saying the other day that that sometimes they feel like they really like those times because they're going to remember that scripture. Especially when they're they're being silly and acting out right. what we were talking about in the scriptures. So they said sometimes that actually helps them remember and, and in their mind it's just this happy moment. You know, remember when we were doing that, reading the scriptures? So it's, I guess what I'm saying to those out there that, that, you know, when scripture time comes or, you know, you're reading your Bible, whatever it is, a very serious time. And it should be like there should be some reverence given to it, but it's still OK to, you know, laugh or whatever or have be, fun, have fun it. with it. It's still okay to do that because, like I said, the kids, the kids think you're going to remember that. Maybe not all the time. though. Not all the time. And, we, and it isn't all the time for us. No, it's not. It is not all the time. It is not every night that we're so silly. Everyone needs to sit here and be quiet while we read. 
Yes, I, we don't. We don't have either. We don't. It's not no. serious all the time, and it's not silly all the time. Oh, some nights it's serious. Yeah, and yeah. as well as it should be, and sometimes because yeah, but yes. Yeah, so I would say that my personality, though, I people always say, "Oh, you're the fun one," but I also like order. I want order, and then we can have fun if that makes sense. And I've always stuck to that. If we're if it's just chaos, it's actually hard to have fun. So to me, there's got to be some kind of order in order to have the fun, right? Yes, I agree. All right, so as I was um, outlining our episode today, I found an article, which we always try and do, um, and it was about trying to find balance, trying to find balance between being a strict parent and a fun parent. Now, we've seen parents that are on polar opposites on this. Yes. And it's hard on the kids um, if, if you're so extreme on either side. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like I really like that uh, you came up with this article because it gave some really good clues on how to strike that balance. Yeah. So one of the first things that they mentioned was to always follow through. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that that is big for me. Well, and you taught me that. You taught me a couple things around this, right? Um, one is once you say something, you need to make sure you follow through on it. So if you say if you don't clean your room, you're grounded for the rest of your life. Well, that's dumb. Don't say that. But, but parents, <laughs> don't say it. I know because you can't follow through you on that. You just you have lost all credibility. Like, do not make these outlandish. Unless you're be, unless you're being silly, right? If you're like, if you do that, I'm gonna grant. Right? If your kids know you're joking, that's that's one thing, right? But if you seriously say, you know, if you don't clean your room, you're grounded for the next two years. They know you're not, they know you, that you don't mean that. Like you just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not big on that. I, I totally agree with you. And you taught me, you know, that part of it. The other thing that I liked about uh, uh, this aspect and something you taught me was, and it goes to following through. You've already told them what the consequence is. You don't need to give them a warning again. Okay. So what do you mean? Uh, oh, counting down. You were you you were a counter. I was a total counter. Oh, I hate my, counting. My kids knew how to count backwards before they knew how to count front frontwards. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one, and they knew they had to do something. They had, but you taught me why are you why are you've already told them what they shouldn't be doing. Why are you giving them five seconds yeah. to correct it? I'm like, why are you? giving them five more seconds to be a punk. I don't understand. Like, I didn't. I did not understand that. Like, they're doing something wrong, but I'm still going to let you do that wrong thing for five more seconds. Like, what? No. So to me, this goes into follow through, right? If you say, hey, we're not going to be doing this right now, right? Like, don't stick that knife into the uh, power outlet. That's a bad thing, right? That's a bad thing. Right. And if you already establish what the consequences are, your hands are going to get slapped or... <laughs> you're going to get electrocuted. You're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> you have to follow through through on that and say, this is what the consequences were for what, what you did wrong. Yeah. So I'm, I'm... And then you have to follow through. And sometimes that is oh, it's hard. hard. So if you have said, if you don't clean your room today... 
then you're not going to get to watch TV or play video games for two weeks, which I think we've said something like that. Oh, yes, we have. And let me just tell you, that is punishing us. <laughs> it is that. And two weeks has a long time for a little kid. I mean, wouldn't be that big of a dip big of a deal now because our kids are so busy that they don't even have time for those things but when they were little yeah that would have been a huge punishment and we did that before and then it was just like oh my goodness that two weeks is a long time but it but we still there were still consequences for actions we just were a little more wise in how we chose what (laughs) what the consequence was yes so Make sure you give something that you can follow through. Now, don't have it be like completely ridiculous. Like, okay, if you don't clean your room, then you're going to, you know, not get to watch TV for five minutes. Like, don't, that that also loses credibility. Like, you know, so maybe for a week or whatever, but. And each, we also learned that following through with each child was different. Yes. Right? The discipline part was different. The discipline part is different. Yeah. Because, but the follow through should be the same. Yes. I'm always following through. I said this. I meant it. I need to right. follow through on so it. So your kids need to know that you mean it. Um, I think that's huge. And there's something interesting about that, both on the discipline side and on the fun side. And you're big about this. If you tell the kids, hey, we're going to go to Apple Hill, which is a, a place up here in Northern California where we live, where they have lots of fun things to do in the fall. If you say, we're going to Apple Hill this weekend, then we're going to Apple Hill this weekend no matter what. Yes, I don't like, I remember when I first met you and you were like, oh, we don't, we don't have to go. I'm like, no, no, we told the kids we're going, we have to go. Because your kids, they either trust you or they don't. And trust is huge. And they have to know that if, if you say positive or negative, that you're going to follow through on that. Well, and the other thing I really like about this, not only do they trust you, but now there's something that they can read. Right. Right. When you say something, they can rely that you're going to do it. Sure. Right. Um, even if it's like, hey, I'm going to bring your lunch to school today or w- whatever it's going to be. Right. And you don't do it. You, you chip away at that stability that they count on. Right. For sure. Okay, the next one, to, to have fun in your house in this balance, is to help your kids find a hobby. That is, that is not always easy. And, and the, hobby cannot be, the hobby cannot be playing video games. <laughs> Honey, that is, there are scholarships for video game playing now. Can you believe that? No, I just, you know, I'm, like I said, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge on that. But even though our, our boys do enjoy doing that very much. They do, but they also need other, and you shouldn't say a hobby, but maybe hobbies. Hobbies, yeah. Right? Yeah. Something that they can do that's fun for them, that they can be passionate about. Yeah, so I think kids are much happier when they are interested in something that they are doing. Something besides video games or watching a TV show um, that they're passionate about. And it is not always easy. In fact, when Madeline was younger... She really wanted to find a hobby. I mean, this was probably five or six years ago. She wanted a hobby. And so we would joke that her hobby was finding a hobby. (laughs) And And it was. That might be their hobby for a while because they, you know, you're trying this out. Nope, I don't enjoy that. And you try this out. Nope, I don't. So their hobby might be finding a hobby, but that's kind of fun too. That's kind of fun for them to be looking for a hobby um, until they find something that they're really passionate about. In fact, Jacob even talked about hobbies in our interview with the kids uh, last time, uh, where he said, hey, he had hobbies at his mom's house. 
and hobbies at our house. Right. Um, so helping them find that passion. And that could mean that you have to spend some time with them. Absolutely. Um, and it should it should be you spending time with them, helping them figure that out, or maybe enjoying the hobby with them. Yeah, and sometimes this this uh, might backfire on you, the finding a hobby, because yeah. the hobby might be very expensive. You know, like right now, Madeline's hobby is horses. Horses, horses are expensive. Now, we don't own a horse. In fact, we're actually vehemently um, passionate about her not owning a horse, even though she really wants to. Um, I just don't think that's a good idea when you're a high schooler to have that responsibility and that financial responsibility. Um, and we're but not willing to buy a horse. We're so. squelching her hobby. I know. So she takes lessons twice a week. Um, and that she's paying for part of it. So Yes, it's part of it she pays for. And she loves it. And, you know, she wants to... You know, have horses be in her future and her career and so you know sometimes it might be a little more expensive than you wanted to spend that's okay and maybe find a balance right if your child can help pay for that hobby um you know or if they can make money doing that hobby yes yes so now what what do you do about a kid that i don't have any hobbies i don't want i'm not interested in anything because that's a big problem today it is a big problem. Yeah, I hear only, that from other parents as well. And Yeah, the only thing I want to do, especially with boys, it seems that it that seems, seems yeah. to be typical with boys, it's they want to play video games. That's their hobby. Um, the only thing I can say is, because we've kind of gone through this yeah. um, with some of our boys, is you just constantly have to push to for them to find, you know, today, look, hey, it's Saturday. You don't have much going. We want you to, what is something you are slightly interested in? Now, look, you know, push that. Go into that more today. And you just got to keep pushing to find something else. And and when you limit the video games, that's going to push them to find something else because. Well, and, and this goes on also, I think, to do excursions with your family to go investigate new types of things like uh, a train museum. Maybe their hobby could be train uh, model trains. Or maybe go to an air um, an air museum, or we went to uh, what was that the Museum of Curiosity, yeah. right? Lots of there's lots of opportunities to start being creative, especially with your younger kids on things that they may enjoy doing. Right, and you just gotta you gotta just help them figure it out. Do you like being outdoors? Do you like you know nature? Do you like animals? Do you like flowers? Do you like garden? I mean, you just have to. Do you like drawing? Do you like reading? Do you like storytelling? Like, it can be any, do you like painting? Do you, I mean, do you the like only, baking? It's just, there's so many out there. Well, the only way to know if they like it is to do is it. Is to do it, yes. So, so you've got to explore, got to explore. And and they change, hobbies can change. Um, our kids have had hobbies that now they're not doing at all anymore. And, you know, it just, it ebbs and flows. But yeah, just letting them sit and veg out in front of the screen all day is, that's not... That is no bueno for me. Yeah. I don't think that that is good for their brain. Okay, what do we got next? All right, hey, uh, they get to decorate their own rooms. So this is really big, especially in a blended family, I feel. Well, Jacob expressed this, and so did Julianne in our last episode. Jacob said... No home was mine. So his way of decorating his room was doing nothing. Yeah. Julianne said, no, I'm decorating each room 
differently in the two different styles I wanted to do it in. Which I think is great. And um, we are letting the kids do that here. Um, typically, girls get more into decorating the room than guys. Not right um, now. But not here. <laughs> and sometimes, now I told the boys, I, see, this is where order and becoming, you still, you're still a parent. Don't forget, you're still a parent. You're always a parent. Um, I get to veto. I have veto power. So if they come to me and say, I'm going to have a Pokemon room and I'm going to have a Pokemon bedspread with Pokemon all over the walls. For your 17-year-old? Zippo. Nope, that's not happening. Now, if you want to have a Pokemon-themed room, well, let's find how to do it in a more subtle, mature way. Because guess what? If they have a Pokemon bedspread, they're most likely not going to like that in a year or in two years. So I'm not about, I don't want to redo the room every two years. So to me, you've got it, right? You've got to work with them and say, okay, how can we do this in a more mature, um, you know, broad way? So we well, just finished, we've just finished Sam's room. It's all Batman. It's Batman, but it's not all bat. Like, it's not no, like. It's, it's more of a. It's, 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 it's a mature um, city themed yep. room. Um, I actually, I would never let my kids have a. a a character on a bedspread. Sorry, nope. <laughs> You're nope. so mean. Yeah, you can't You're have a so character. Mean. He's got a, bu- a Batman poster that he likes. He even has a Batman um, vinyl um, of a bat on the wall. Like, But to me, I want something that they're going to keep on their bed for years to come. And so, yeah. So like I said, there's that's how you have, you have to balance that too, yeah. right? You have to balance letting them decorate their room the way they want to do it with... Uh, with with some guidelines. With some guidelines. And 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 David's decided to do steampunk, which I I think is great. It's pretty cool. His ideas are pretty cool. Yeah. A little outlandish. I think we've got to reel him back in on some costs on how much yeah. it's going to cost to do some things. But yeah. But he's getting very creative around it. He is. Madeline decorated her room years ago. Like she's been into it. And she um, continues to. And we, yeah, we'll we add make and, some thing adjustments. Yes, make adjustments. But yes, yeah, so I think it's important. At any house to make your room feel like it's your own and that this is my space where it just feels good. But especially in a divorce family, especially in a divorce family, that, that they feel good at both houses. Well, and we don't just turn them loose on their room themselves. We actually help them. Um, so we're in there painting with them. What a great way to bond with your kid. Interesting um, that you say we. We don't. I painted in there. Where did you paint? Uh, the ceiling. Where? In Sam's room. Okay. That was like five minutes, babe. Hey, I still was there. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? Sam didn't help us at all in there. Sam barely helped. <laughs> yes, because I was doing it while he was at school. So I painted. Uh, yes. Sam helped me put up some of the vinyl. Um, I helped you with the vinyl. A and... little bit. A little bit. <laughs> just saying. And I'm not saying that you have to be in there helping. I'm just saying... Don't we, take the credit. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you we are, probably should have had Sam help us more in that room. Yeah. He or did, help you. Sorry. He, help you. Yes. More help me. Room. He he helped me pick everything out, but I was doing it typically when he wasn't even home. So I we are we're actually having David get more involved in. Well, in, in fact, helping. David decided to build his own bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, he, with your help. Yeah. Yes. So we designed it. Uh, yes. He designed it. I architected and you, it. And, we're and you know what? That's actually something you need to. I don't think Sam cared about helping at all. I think he was fine to just walk in and have it done. Other kids want to. They want to be in there helping do it. 
Uh, Madeline was was very involved in in you know yeah. putting a room together. It's, so it's an opportunity to bond with your kids. Absolutely. Just think of it that way, and it can be a lot of fun and frustrating. Yes, uh, sometimes, but yes, like you know, putting vinyl on the wall—that was a little frustrating. Yes, for sure. All right, there's two more left in this article on finding the balance. These are interesting ones. I thought this one especially give the kids chores. Now we are not great with this. Like I said, whenever we do a podcast and we give tips, we are certainly not saying that we're great at these things. These are things that would be ideal, right? So we never want to come across as experts ever. Well, we don't give our kids chores at all. We don't. We're not. We're we're not a chore family. And instead, when work needs to be done, it's roll up your sleeves and everyone come help. Yes. So when we say we don't give our kids chores. We do not have a chore chart that says, you know, this week Sam's taking out the garbage and David's doing the dishes and Madeline's doing the sweeping. Like, we don't have that. We never have. No, we never have. And uh, instead, it's what needs to be done. After dinner, everyone knows the kitchen needs to be cleaned. Yes. So everyone helps out. Yes. It's all hands on deck is how it is at our house. Or Thursday night. Our, our, our garbage pickup is Friday morning. Thursday night, everyone knows... Um, oh, it hasn't been taken out yet. Go take out the garbage. Yes. And, you know, right. we'll pick someone different. Every, like, it doesn't, you know, it's not necessarily the same person. And sometimes we forget and one of the kids just does it. Yes, that's true. And we're in, at an interesting stage with our kids. We have three teenagers. They are busy. Yeah. They are so busy. I mean, crazy busy. So, you know, one might pull their weight a lot more in the chore category in a week than another kid because they just haven't been home. Right. So, no, we don't have a chart, but... But we do do chores with the kids. Yes, and we ask them to do things. And when we ask our kids to do something, I will say this. No they, do, they do not complain. They okay. do not complain. They are so good that way. Maybe they do when we're not around. Absolutely. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they, yeah. And this is funny because I'm going to equate this back to we have two Jacobs in our house. We do. We have a Jacob and a Jacob. Yeah, we have a Jacob and a Jacob. It's a little confusing. So we call one Jake and the other one Jacob. I remember one time when we asked those two boys to clean the backyard. Oh, my gosh. And our backyard, we have five uh, redwood trees. And redwoods, are they're not evergreen. They're ever drop. They drop branches and leaves all the time. It's just constant. So our backyard is always a disaster. And I remember asking those two boys, and they didn't say a word. They just went out there and started doing it. What should have taken them an hour took them all day. They had fun doing it, though. And I, you and I sat back and going, shouldn't we go out there and tell them the right way to do this? It and was we, driving me crazy. I'm like, absolutely. just be done with it. Yeah. No, they were just, they, were, they had music playing and they were talking and just la, 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 la. They had a great time doing it. So sometimes, and it got done. And it got done. Good enough, right? Yes. I mean, it wasn't right. like they just left a bunch of stuff. No. So what we learned from that, I did. I said, well, does it matter that they spent all day doing that? Sometimes it does. But in that case, it did In didn't. that case, it didn't. Sometimes it does. Like when someone is in the kitchen for two hours, I'm like, seriously? Let's move this along. Because either we're waiting for them to watch a show or, you know what I mean? So it just depends. On that, on that day, it did not matter. And they did it the way... So you, when you're looking at chores and things like that, you need to look at how much help do they need? Or is this an opportunity for them just to do it the way that they want to do it, however long they want to do it? And you need to see what's important. 
Yes, and sometimes we've given them an assignment or a chore where we say, we need this done in an hour. And yeah, and that's fine to do. But, you know, they need to learn responsibility. They need to learn hard work. Um, I think that working around the house, helping each other teaches all of those things. So I definitely don't feel like they should just sit around and watch you work. Not at all. No. Um, work together, give them assignments. And they need reminders. Of course. Yeah. Well, I think we all do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we don't ever, we're not like, I'm not a yeller. In fact, the three amigos that are at home, they said they've never heard me yell. Um, that doesn't mean I don't get upset, but I'm just not a yeller. But I don't feel like, um, you know, demeaning the kids helps at all. I'm very, very against that. So, Well, you, but we're direct. Yes. Direct is not demeaning. It's not demeaning. And nope. instead of saying, instead of saying, you lazy kids, get your butts in here and help with the kitchen, you just say, all right, everyone in the kitchen, right. we need to get this done. Now, if I did say the first one that you just said, it would be because we were joking. We might say that jokingly. Like yeah, we but we rarely say, say it. We would never say anything like that in a serious way. No. Um, yeah, not helpful. But yeah, work together. And I think it's important that your kids know how to work. I agree. All right, the, the last uh, tip they had on here was, have fun with your kids. Have fun with them and be generous with rewards. Now, you already talked about this a little bit. If you say like, hey, after we're done cleaning the garage today, we're all going to go get you donuts. know donuts or we're all going to go get ice cream. Do that. Please do that. Um, that's fun. And then you have a little more fun when you're working and turn on some music while you're working. Um, you know. So have rewards. Hey, when we get done with XYZ, we're going to go do this. That is awesome. I love, I remember growing up when we did that and I love that. It made the working so much more fun. So be generous with your rewards. I also like what you said there. When you're working together, it's not necessarily about getting the work done, but working together and having fun doing it. Right. So I know from my, my experience, there's some things that I can do much faster just on my own. Oh, of course. Right. But you're missing out on a great teaching opportunity and a great way to bond with your kids. Right. Um, I still remember growing up, my dad showing us how to fix sprinklers. Right. And that was never fun. I'm sure my dad could have done a lot faster than, you know, with us boys out there tr digging up pipes on accident and destroying more sprinklers than right. we fixed. But we had a learning experience and then something I'll always remember. And just have fun, period. Have fun. Turn on some music and dance in the kitchen. Um, be silly. You know, just, you know, read a book in a silly voice. Be relaxed. Just let your kids see you in a non-serious, non-threatening way. Um, I, that, it goes a long way. I think some parents think that if their kids see them being silly or funny. Then how could they ever take me serious? Right. That is so, that could not be further from the truth. Your kids can see you in, in both lights for sure. Yeah. So. Our lemonade moment of the week. Paige is back on the show. This is wonderful. Thanks, honey, for being back on the show. I'm back. So, yeah, I had just so people, I don't know if you've ever been. When I was away, did you were you specific about what I had done? I just said you had surgery. I had a colon resection, so it was a major surgery. 
um, because I've been suffering with diverticulitis for a couple of years. And uh, so this was very needed. Um, but yes, I'm healing well. I had it done laparoscopically. Um, so I have six incisions. And um, it's one of the lighthearted things about this whole thing is um, I have one incision that has quite the bulge. It's got fluid that has built up underneath it. It's, it's pretty big. And uh, in our family, uh, David named it Kevin. It's like another member of the family. Yeah. We talk, you know, Kevin has input on, you know, things we talk about in the family. It's, it's actually pretty funny. When we went to the doctor yesterday, he even, we told him that it was called Kevin. So he wrote down in the chart that, you know, Paige's <laughs> bulge is called Kevin. But it's not to be, it's not, it's not a worry if it's still there in two weeks that uh, they're going to drain it. So Which I've already seen it start to go down a little yes, bit. Yes. Kevin's days are numbered. But um, no, I, I so appreciate you. You've been a great oh, caretaker. Um, and all of our local friends have been over to walk me. I always say, who wants to walk <laughs> me today? And we've had dinners and treats and cards and flowers. And I just have felt loved. And um, So thank yeah. you, all of our friends. Yes. And I am so glad that Paige is back um, on the show. I missed it. Love you. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm -hmm.